0: Millisecond time scale genetically targeted optical control of neural activity. An article by Edward Boyden, Kai Dasroth, and others from Stanford University, California, USA, and other institutes. Nature Neuroscience, 2005. Temporarily precise non invasive control of activity in well defined neural populations. Is a long sought goal of systems neuroscience. We adapted for this purpose the naturally occurring algal protein channel rhodopsin 2, a roughly gated light sensitive cation channel, by using lentiviral gene delivery in combination with high speed optical switching to photostimulate mammalian neurons. We demonstrate reliable millisecond time scale control of neuronal spiking, as well as control of excitatory and inhibitory synaptic transmission. This technology allows the use of light to alter neural processing at the level of single spikes and synaptic events, yielding a widely applicable tool for neuroscientists and biomedical engineers. Neural computation depends on the temporally diverse spiking patterns of different classes of neurons that express unique genetic markers and demonstrate heterogeneous writing properties within neural networks. Although direct electrical stimulation and recording of neurons in intact brain tissue have provided many insights into the function of circuits or fields, neurons belonging to a specific class are often sparsely embedded within tissue, posing fundamental challenges for resolving the role of particular neuron types in information processing. A high temporal resolution, non-invasive genetically based method to control neural activity would enable elucidation of the temporal activity patterns in specific neurons that drive circuit dynamics, plasticity and behaviour. Despite substantial progress made in the analysis of neural network geometry by means of non-cell-type specific techniques like glutamate and caging, no tool has yet been invented with the requisite spatial temporal resolution to probe neural coding at the resolution of single sparks. Furthermore, previous genetically encoded optical methods, although elegant have allowed control of neural activity over time scales of seconds to minutes, perhaps owing to their mechanisms for affecting depolarization. Kinetics roughly a thousand times faster would enable remote control of individual spikes or synaptic events. We have therefore devised a new strategy using a single component ion channel with submillisecond opening kinetics to enable genetically targeted photosimulation with fine temporal resolution two rhodopsins in the unicellular green alga Chlamydomonas reinhardtii were recently identified independently by three groups one of them is a light-gated proton channel channel rhodopsin 1 Whereas the other channel rhodopsin 2 (CHR2) is a light-gated cation channel, the N-terminal 315 amino acids of CHR2 are homologous to the seven transmembrane structure of many microbial-type rhodopsins. They compose a channel with light-gated conductance. Inward currents of CHR2-expressing cells could be evoked within 50 microseconds after a flash of blue light in the presence of all trans-retinal, suggesting the possibility that a ultra-fast neural stimulation might be possible with equipped commonly used for visualizing green fluorescent protein, GFP. CHR2, therefore, combines some of the best features of previous photostimulation methods, including the speed of a monolithic ion channel and efficacy of natural light transduction machinery. We have found that CHR2 could be expressed stably and safely in mammalian neurons. It could drive neural depolarization. When activated with a series of brief pulses of light, CHR2 could reliably mediate the fine trains of sparks or synaptic events with millisecond time scale temporal resolution. This technology thus brings optical control to the temporal regime occupied by the fundamental building blocks of neural computation. Results Rapid kinetics of CHR2 enables driving of single spikes To obtain stable and reliable CHR2 expression for coupling light to neural depolarization, we constructed lentiviruses containing a CHR2 yellow fluorescent protein, YFP, fusion protein for genetic modification of neurons. Infection of cultured RAD-CA3-CA1 neurons led to membrane-localized expression of CHR2 for weeks after infection. Illumination of CHR2 positive neurons with blue light induced rapid depolarization currents, which reached a maximalized rate of 160 plus minus 111 PAMS within 2.3 plus minus 1.1 milliseconds after light pulse onset. Mean wall cell inward currents were large. 496 Pa 336 Pa at peak and 193 Pa 177 Pa at steady state. Light invoked responses were never seen in cells expressing YFP alone. Consistent with the known excitation spectrum of CHR2. Elimination of CHR2 expressing in neurons with YFP spectrum light in the bandwidth 490 to 510 nanometer resulted in currents that were smaller than those evoked with the GFP filters. Despite the inactivation of CHR2 with sustained light exposure, we observed rapid recovery of peak CHR2 photocurrents in neurons. The rapid recovery is consistent with the well-known stability of the shift pace in microbial-type rhodopsins and the ability of retinal to re-isomerize to the all-trans ground state in a dark reaction, without the need for other enzymes. Light-evoked current amplitudes remained unchanged in patch-claimed neurons during one hour of pulse-to-light exposure, Thus, CHR2 was able to sustainably mediate large amplitude photocurrents with rapid activation kinetics. We next examined whether CHR2 could drive spiking of neurons held in current-lump modes, with the same steady illumination protocol we used for listating CHR2-induced currents. Early in an epoch of steady illumination, single-neuron spikes were rapidly and reliably elicited consistent with the fast rise times of CHR2 currents described above. However, any subsequent spikes elicited during steady illumination were poorly timed. Thus, steady illumination is not adequate for controlling the timing of ongoing spikes with CHR2 despite the reliability of the first spike. Early patch clamp studies using somatic current injection showed the spike times were more reliable during periods of rapidly rising membrane potential than during periods of steady high magnitude current injection. This is consistent with our findings that steady illumination evoked a single reliably timed spike followed by a regular spiking. In searching for a strategy to elicit precisely timed series of spikes with CHR2 we noted that the single spike reliably elicited by steady illumination had extremely low-temperate jitter from trial to trial as affected by the small standard deviation of the spike time across trials. This observation led us to devise a pulse light strategy that would take advantage of the low jitter of the single reliable spike evoked at light pulse onset. In order for these to work, the conductance of kinetics of ChR2 would have to permit peaks currents of sufficient amplitude to reach spike threshold during a light pulse of duration shorter than the desired interspike interval. We found that multiple pulses of light with interspersed periods of darkness could elicit trains of multiple spikes. Longer light pulses evoked single spikes with greater probability than short light pulses. In the experiments described here, we used light pulse duration of 5, 10, or 15 milliseconds. 13 high-expressing neurons fired reliable spikes, and 5 low-expressing neurons could reliably be depolarized to sub levels. The ability to easily alter light pulse duration suggests that a straightforward method for eliciting spikes, even in multiple neurons having different CHR2 current densities, would involve titrating the light pulse duration until single spikes were reliably obtained in all the neurons being illuminated. Modulation of light intensity would also allow for this kind of control. PRECISE SPIKE TRAINS ELICITED BY SERIES OF LIGHT PULSES The precise control described above raised the prospect of generating arbitrary spike patterns, even mimicking natural neural activity. To test this possibility, we generated series of light pulses, the timings of which were selected according to a Poisson distribution, commonly used to model natural spiking a single hippocampal neuron could fire repeatable spike trains in response to multiple deliveries at the same Poisson distributed series of light pulses. These optically driven spike trains were very consistent across repeated deliveries of the same series of light pulses. On average, more than 95 percent of the light pulses in a series elicited spikes during one trial if and only if they elicited spikes on a second trial for both the lambda 100 millisecond series and a second series comprising 4 to 6 spikes. We increased light pulse duration until reliable spiking was obtained. We used trains of 10 millisecond light pulses for 4 of the 7 neurons and trains of 15 millisecond light pulses for the other three. The trial-to-trial jitter for each individual spike was very small across repeated deliveries of the same Poisson series of light pulses. Throughout a series of pulses, the efficacy of eliciting spikes throughout the train was maintained with small latencies. As another indication of how precisely spikes can be elicited Throughout an entire series of pulses, we measured the standard deviation of the latencies of each spike across all the spikes in the train. This throughout train spike jitter was quite small, despite presumptive channel inactivation during the delivery of a series of pulses. Hence, pulses optical activation of CHR2 elicits precise, repeatable spike trains, in a single neuron over time. Even in the different neurons, the same precise spike train could be elicited in a particular series of light pulses. Although the large heterogeneity of different neurons, for example, in the membrane capacitance and resistance, might be expected to introduce significant variability in the electrical responses to photosimulation the strong nonlinearity of light spike coupling dominated this variability. Indeed, different neurons responded in similar ways to a given light pulses series, with 80 to 90% of the light pulses in a series eliciting spikes in at least half the neurons examined. To quantitatively compare the reliability of spike elicitation in different neurons, for each pulse, we calculated the standard deviation of spike latencies across all the neurons. Remarkably, this across neuron jitter was similar to the within neuron jitter measured throughout the light pulse series. Thus, heterogeneous populations of neurons can be controlled in concert with practically the same precision observed for the control of single neurons over time. Having established the ability of CHR2 to drive sustained naturalistic trains of spikes, we next probed the frequency response of light-spike coupling. CHR2 enabled driving of spike trains from 5 to 30 Hz. It was easier to evoke more spikes at lower frequencies than at higher frequencies. Light pulses delivered at 5 or 10 Hz could elicit long-spike trains with spike probability dropping off at higher frequencies of stimulation for these experiments the light pulses used were 5 millisecond or 15 millisecond in duration as expected from the observation the light pulses generally elicited single spikes almost no extraneous spikes occurred during the delivery of trains of light pulses Even at higher frequencies, the throughout-train temperature of spike timing remained very low, and the latency to spike remained constant across frequencies. Thus, CHR2 can mediate spiking across a physiologically relevant range of firing frequencies. Remote activation of sub-thresholds and synaptic responses for many cellular systems neuroscience processes, sub threshold depolarizations convey physiologically significant information. For example, sub threshold depolarizations are potent for activating synapse to nucleus signaling, and the relative timing of sub-threshold and supra threshold depolarizations can determine the direction of synaptic plasticity but compared with driving spiking, it is in principle more difficult to drive reliable and precise sized sub-threshold depolarizations. The sharp threshold for action potential production facilitates reliable CHR2-induced spiking, and the all-unknown dynamics of spiking produced virtually identical waveforms from spike to spike even the presence of significant neuron-to-neuron variability in electrical properties. In contrast, sub-threshold depolarizations which operate in a more linear regime of membrane voltage will lack these intrinsic normalizing mechanisms. Nevertheless, subthreshold depolarizations evoked by repeated light pulses were reliably evoked over a range of frequencies with spaced repeated depolarizations resulting in a coefficient of variation of 0.06 plus minus 0.03. Thus, CHR2 can be used to drive subthreshold depolarizations of reliable amplitude. Finally, synaptic transmission was also easily controlled with CHR2. Indeed, both excitatory and inhibitory synaptic events be evoked in CHR2 negative neurons receiving synaptic input from CHR2 expressing neurons. Expression of CHR2 has minimal side effects. We conducted extensive controls to test whether simply expressing CHR2 would alter the electrical properties or survival of neurons. Lentiviral expression of CHR2 for at least one week did not alter neuronal membrane resistance or resting potential when measured in the absence of light. This suggests that neuron CHR2 has little base electrical activity or passive current shutting ability. It also suggests the expression of CHR2 did not compromise cell health as indicated by electrical measurement of membrane integrity. As an independent measure of cell health, we stained live neurons with a membrane impairment DNA binding dye, propidium iodide. CHR2 expression did not affect the percentage of neurons that took up propidium iodide. Neither did we see pyknotic nuclei indicative of apoptotic degeneration in cells expressing CHR2. We also checked for alterations in the dynamic electrical properties of neurons. In darkness, there was no difference in the voltage change resulting from 100 PA in injected current in either the hyperpolarizing directions Nor was there any difference in the number of spikes evoked by a 0.5-second current injection of plus 300 Pa. Thus, CHR2 does not significantly jeopardize cell health or base electrical properties of the expressing neurons. We also measured the electrical properties described above. 24 hours after exposing CHR2 plus neurons to a typical light pulse control, Neurons expressing CHR2 and exposed to light had basal electrical properties similar to non-flashed CHR2 plus neurons. Cells had normal membrane resistance. Exposure to light also did not predispose neurons to cell death as measured by live cell propidium iodide uptake. Finally, neurons expressing CHR2 and exposed to light also had normal spike counts elicited from somatic current injection. Thus, membrane integrity, cell health, and electrical properties were normal neurons expressing CHR2 and exposed to light. Discussion Combining the best aspect of early approaches, they use light to drive neural security. The technology described here demonstrates voltage control significantly faster than previous genetically encoded photostimulation methods. Notably, the 2 method does not rely on synthetic chemical substrates or genetic orthogonality of the transgene and the host organism. Although the CHR2 molecule does require the cofactor all trans-retinal for light transduction, no all trans-retinal was added either to the culture medium or recording solution for any of the experiments described here. Background levels of retinal may be sufficient in many cases. Moreover, the commonly used culture medium supplement, B27, used here, includes retinyl acetate. An additional supplementation with all transretinyl or its precursors may assist in the application of CHR2 to the study of neural circuits in various tissue environments. We used post-light delivery to take full advantage of the fast kinetics, and high conductance of CHR2. This strategy was made possible with fast optical switches, but other increasingly common equipment such as pulsed laser would also suffice. Unlike electrical stimulation, glutamate uncaging and high-powered laser excitation methods, CHR2 can be genetically targeted to allow probing of specific neurons subclasses within a heterogeneous neural circuit, avoiding fibers of passage and the simultaneous stimulation of multiple cell types. Because CHR2 is encoded by a single open reading frame of only 315 amino acids, it is feasible to express CHR2 in specific subpopulations of neurons in the nervous system through genetic methods including lentiviral vectors and in transgenic mice thus permitting the study of the function of individual types of neurons in intact neural circuits, and even in vivo. Cell-specific promoters will allow targeting of CHR2 to various well-defined neural subtypes, which will permit future exploration of their casual function in driving downstream neural activity and animal behaviour. CHR2 also could be used to resolve functional connectivity of particular neurons and neuron classes in intact circuits in response to naturalistic spike trains or rhythmic activity, for example, by using acute slice preparation after intracranial viral injections. Recent papers have explored the topics of static and dynamic microcircuit connectivity using calcium imaging of spontaneous activity, multi-neuron patch clamping and glutamate uncaging. These studies have reported surprisingly refined and precise connections between neurons. However, finer scale dissection of microcircuits at the level of molecularly defined neuron classes would be greatly facilitated through use of a genetically targeted, temporally precise tool like CHR2. This holds true also for recent microstimulation experiments that have demonstrated profound influences of a cluster of neurons in controlling attention, decision making, or action. Understanding precisely which cell types contribute to these functions could provide great insight into how they are computed at the circuit level. Because the light power required for CHR2 activation is fairly low, it is possible the CHR2 will be an effective tool for in vivo studies of circuit maps and behavior, even in mammals. Finally, the efficacious and safe transduction of light with a single natural biological component also could serve biotechnological needs in high throughput studies of activity-dependent signal transduction and gene expression programs, for example, in guiding stem cell differentiation and screening of drugs that modulate neuronal responses to depolarization. Thus, the technology described here may fulfill the long-sought goal of a method for non-invasive, genetically targeted, temporarily precise control of neural activity, with potential applications ranging from neuroscience to biomedical engineering. Thank you for listening to these episodes. Follow me on Twitter, pubreading, for more scientific articles.